Welcome back to the lineup. Marcus Smart. Did Boston take back yeah. control of the series in game two last night? Jimbo versus Saban. These guys don't like each other. We're going to share Fisher's latest comments with you. And is Luka going to light it up tonight in game two? That is the question on a Friday morning. Welcome to First Things First, everyone, alongside Nick and Broussard and Wilds. I'm Jenna Wolf. Get, Nick, give me Luka's line tonight for game two. What are we going to expect from Luka? Oh, I don't want to be too precise. I don't want to box myself in, but I'll say 33 points, 13 rebounds, because I think the Warriors are going to miss some shots, and nine assists. One assist shy of a 30-point triple over. 33, 13, and nine is what we're looking That is something from, from uh, your lips to okay. someone's ears. Okay. All right, we'll get to that. Got to start here. We got ourselves someone. a series in the East. Let's go, someone. Heat Celtics, game two. Boston needed a bounce back game. You know, one of those truly dominant get a lead, build a lead, build it bigger kind of games, and they got it last night. Marcus Smart and Al Horford, both back in the lineup, both doing a hell of a job on Jimmy Butler. Smart, by the way, one rebound shy of a triple-double. Celtics were up by 25 at the break. They were up by 36 in the fourth quarter. They win. This series all tied up at a game apiece. Broussard, I'll start with you. What, what was your biggest takeaway from the Celtics game two blowout win? My takeaway, Jenna, is that it's over. That's right. It's over. Oh. All right. Let's go oh. home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. It's oh. over. Wow. Yeah, I'm going full Kenny Smith. Wow. And this is not... This is not a prisoner of the moment take. All right, look, uh, Miami no. may win another <laughs> sure? game. I actually predicted Boston in six, but they're not winning this series. The Celtics are simply the better team. We can all see it, okay? They're better on paper. They start four high lottery picks. Miami's starting two undrafted guards because Kyle Lowry's out and a second-round pick in P.J. Tucker, who's turned himself into a nice player. But the talent at the top is Boston's way. They're better offensively. They're better defensively. They're better via the eye test. All right? This is That's going cool. to be... The, what do we... They have outplayed them for all but 12 minutes of the series. All but 12 minutes. And that is with game one missing two of their starters... And both games being played in Miami. Guys, this will be Boston's easiest series. And I know you're saying, well, well they swept Brooklyn. Yes, but you know, <laughs> all four of those Still games were close. Brooklyn, let, let me finish. Let me finish. All four of those games were close. A couple of them, two, if not three of them, could have went either way. And you had the dangerous Kevin Durant and the dangerous Kyrie Irving here. Miami's got a dangerous Jimmy Butler, but that's about it. Tyler Hero's their second scorer, and he's going to get torched on defense. And so, and Milwaukee obviously was a tough series for Boston. Brooklyn could have beat Boston. Miami, Milwaukee could have beat Boston. Miami can't beat Boston. Only Boston can beat itself in this series wow. and if they don't do that as long as boston doesn't get the big head like they're listening to me don't get the big head even though i'm saying it's over uh -huh. as long as they stay sober-minded 
Big head. And keep working hard and doing what they've done throughout <laughs> these playoffs, which I'm sure to believe they will, then they will win this series, Nick. It's over. Man. Boom. Okay, Red I have take. so much to say here. First of all, Brooklyn is like Bruce's high school sweetheart that still has like a special place in his heart. <laughs> I'm not saying that's true for Bruce specifically, but it's like the the first love that you can't get over. It's like it's like that that net series was the closest sweep in NBA history, and don't let anyone tell you any differently. Okay, here's the deal, and this is why I'm so disappointed in Chris Broussard. We're here to do you know sports television show, but we also have our roles on the show. So Jenna is the steady hand that keeps us all on track. Wilds is, you know what I mean, like the like the Cosmo Kramer character, yes, the kind of goofy, wacky guy that occasionally says things like valedictorian <laughs> and gives us all a chuckle, but is actually everyone's favorite. <laughs> Everyone knows who I am. I'm the, you know, the really smart jerk. And Brew, your role <laughs> is wise... Elder, measured, not too high, not too low. You are the wise, a, much, my, much, yeah. much elder of the show. And for you to now come Damn, out and that's, say, that's too for much. You to too now much. come right. out and say, uh, it's over after one game when the series is tied one apiece, that it's very simple, Wilds, to know what happened last night. Miami didn't play well. Lowry wasn't there. Boston played great. But here's just one number for you. Boston made 50% of their threes and made 20 threes. In NBA playoff history, teams that make 20 threes and shooting at least 50% from three are 16 and one. You're essentially unbeatable when you make that many threes and shoot that well from three. That was the story. It wasn't that Boston solved something. It was that they went 10 for 12 from three in the first 13 minutes of the game. That's what it was over immediately. So I listen, I said when I picked Miami in seven, it's be a tough, long series, and there would be a game or two where Miami looks awful. There's one of them last night. Nobody thought Miami would dominate this series start to finish. Don't overreact to one incandescently hot shooting night from Boston where Miami wasn't even at full strength because I believe Lowry will be back for game three. So I think Brew, a little out of character yeah. here, take a deep breath, get back to being the measured wise elder, and we can all play, you know what I mean? Much, Stay much, in our, much, uh, our requisite lanes. It's over. He's yes, saying it's bro, over. Uh, I think just, I, I think your, I think your sports take was correct. I think me being the Kramer of the show is not it. It's more like, it's oh, wow, you're more of like the Brad Pitt, like the David Beckham of the, the show. Like, I like that more than like the Kramer of the show. Okay, in any event, I, I, I'm going to say it was a little bit more than a hot shooting night, or even though it obviously was. Because I have been polluted with Nick's propaganda campaign that Wilds has the kiss of death. And I am a little prone to tweeting a little fast and loose when a, a series starts to go one way or a lead starts to balloon. So I did it again last night. But I'm like, oh, man, I got to watch how the second half goes. Well, what if the heat comes storming back? And like a true number one seed, 
Here come the heat until one thing happened. Marcus Smart dropped poor Max Strews and the entire arena went, and that was it. From that was literally that what turned the game. And I think the Celtics here, if we can show the grab, oh look at poor Max. If we can show what happened after that, Celtics were obviously on a big run, plus 29. Then here come the Heat, plus 12, flying out of the gates at halftime, just like they did in game one. And then Marcus Smart, great graphic there. Just Marcus Smart, 234, just Marcus Smart's face, plus two. And from that point on, the Celtics roll. Bigger picture, Broussard. I think the Celtics actually learned something from that Game 5 collapse when they were up and then Giannis stormed all the way back. They came back in Game 6, played well. They came back in Game 7, played well. And now they know that if they got the lead, they have to hold on to it. We've seen leads you know, balloon and disappear. We've also seen that the Heat are not the Suns. The Heat are not the Suns. When the Mavs were up big on the Suns in Game 7, the Suns basically rolled over and it got worse. The Heat are not that. That little bit of Heat culture, like we're going to come out, we're going to play hard. So the Celtics did need to keep playing. I think they realize and they respect their opponent, but they learned the error of their ways in the previous Bucks series. Keep on pushing. Don't take any lead for granted. So I'm with you. I'm not saying it's over all the way. But we're certainly, it's over. We're tangential to it's over. We're like Kenny Smith, like it's, we're at the it's part. Look, if Nick's right and Kyle Lowry comes back for game three, that's a boost for the Heat. But how effective is he really going to be? I mean, obviously the hamstring is a problem. I think they'll be better with Kyle Lowry. That's what, you're right. He hadn't played, was he missed eight of the playoff games, I believe, if not more. So, He'd he'd obviously help him. That's what they brought him in for. But I don't think he's going to be able to be as effective as they need him to be. And there's a reason, Nick, they shot so well from three. One, they're a good three-point shooting team, but they're able to create the open looks because Tatum's going to be able to get into the paint and either try to score or kick it to an open shooter, draw the defenders and kick it. And now Smart, I mean, that you saw that move from Smart. It's what I was talking about. That wasn't a Kyrie Irving move. That was a little feint between the legs, and Struess goes down. We are talking about a huge – look at that. I mean, come on. Talent gap. Talent gap. And and I have utmost respect for the Heat culture. And Eric Spolstra has become a great coach, and obviously he recognizes that as top 15 of all time. And he is getting the most out of his club, but you guys saw it last night. Outside of Jimmy Butler – they have trouble scoring. And Tyler Hero can get hot, but he's going to give up stuff on the other end. So they were hoping they threw Duncan Robinson in, Nate, Nick, at the end of the game, and they were hoping he could get hot and maybe play for game threes. three. We'll see. Ma- yeah. Marcus Smart, plus 31. No other starter better than plus 16. We got Steven Jackson in a little bit to talk about this. We got to head out west first, though. Is Luka going to take over tonight's game two? We'll set that up next. This episode is brought to you by U.S. Bank. If you ask me, nothing goes quite together like football and food, especially in the fall. College football on Saturday, the pros on Sunday, and the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card provides the perfect way to earn rewards. Whether watching your team with other super fans at a local eatery or in the comfort of your own living room. 
Earn four times points when you dine out or have food delivered. Maybe order a pizza and watch the big game on that big TV of yours. Plus, earn two times points at grocery stores, which is great if you're tailgating at the stadium with hot dogs and hamburgers. Even getting to the game can be rewarding as you'll earn two times points at gas stations and EV charging stations. Go to usbank.com slash altitude go to learn more about how you can earn 20,000 bonus points worth $200 if you spend $1,000 in the first 90 days of opening your account. Score big with the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Visit usbank.com slash altitude go to apply. Limited time offer. The creditor and issuer of this card is U.S. Bank National Association. Pursuant to a license from Visa USA Incorporated, some restrictions may apply. Okay, quick math. The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. netsuite.com slash FTF. Western Conference Finals continues tonight. Game two, Mavs and Warriors. In game one, Warriors defense did a great job slowing down Luka, right? Held him to 20 points, just two for 10 uncontested shot so quick recap i love recaps golden state slowed down yeah. joker in round one john morant in round two and now the ultimate test of fired up luca in round three chris broussard what are you expecting from luca Doncic tonight well jenna luca will be better tonight and while nick uh has a little doc rivers in him in that he likes, as Wild said earlier, play fast and loose with the truth. You know, he said, we said yesterday or the day before that Luca's playoff game one was his first bad playoff game ever. He did have 13 points on 414 shooting in a loss to the Clippers in the bubble. Just, he got injured just that game. But, you know, Marcus Morris stomped on his ankle and he left I'm the just game saying. early. That, no, 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 no. He got injured but that game. That wasn't a bad game. Marcus Morris stomped on his ankle. No, because Marcus Morris dirty played him. Don't you do that. Keep going. Don't you do that. No, uh, injured, he, he, injured, fast injured. And loose. Look, why ruin? No. Why ruin a good narrative? Hey, why he was chasing Kareem? Okay, no. okay, we'll go there. But look, while that's no. true, <laughs> Nick playing fast and loose, it is also true that Luca generally is great in playoff games. There, there's no doubt about it. It's too early to say all time great. I stand by that. But he is great in the playoffs, and I think he'll come out and play well tonight. I don't think he'll own the game, all right? I don't think he'll dominate the game. I don't think he'll have 
the Chase Center crowd in San Francisco fearing every time he touches the ball, but he's going to be a lot better. They're going to adjust. But here's the problem for the Dallas Mavericks and Luka. The things Golden State did in game one to limit Luka and give him some problems, they're not going anywhere. Okay, Andrew Wiggins can still pick him up 94 feet when he wants. They can still put in the box in one and the zone defense. That'll make it more difficult for Dallas to get Steph or Jordan Poole on Luka from a pick and roll. They can, and, and offensively, their player movement will mean that Luka can't just stand there while he's guarding somebody in the corner and rest on that end of the floor. So all of those things still will be in effect tonight. But obviously, if Luka's uh, supporting cash shoots better from three, and I expect them to, they only hit 24%, I believe, in game one from the arc. They'll shoot better. That'll open things up for him. Here's what I predict, Wilds. Uh, Luka goes for around 30. Nick might be right with the 33. Not that efficiently, about 44% shooting. But he plays a much better game, but can't own it, can't dominate, can't take it over. Yeah. So I I also think Luka takes care of the ball, right? He had seven turnovers and only six field goals made. I think he takes care of the ball. I think he has a pretty good game. But, Broussard, the most interesting thing I think you said is the Warriors' offense kind of puts Luka in a bad spot. Now all of a sudden Luka's got to chase everybody all around, and I think that does affect what he does has to do on defense affect his offensive game. So I agree with you. A decent, nice game from Luca, but do they win? Okay. No. I think they have a chance at winning so you in also, Dallas because uh, Warriors uh-huh. are not a great road team. But go ahead. I think they win tonight. No, no, no. You also think you'll go Warriors. for thirty plus though. Brew had a thirty plus on eleven of twenty five. That's what forty four. I would. I wouldn't be, be surprised. You also if he scored plus? thirty points, I'd be like, meh. It's like nice weather okay. in San Diego. Okay, yeah, so then yeah. can That's you guys just, before before it's I nice even give weather. my answer. Can, okay, right. <laughs> so you guys agree with me on the thing that you took so much issue with all the way three weeks ago. He's already an all-time playoff great. Who are the list of guys, I'm just curious, in I modern basketball, who we would say, what, just wait a second. You said he's not, but then you explained why he was. Golden State is the number one defense in basketball Luka Doncic, going into this game, Golden State knows they have to stop him. He's the only all-star on the team. And you guys are both like, yeah, he'll score 30. Who else would you would you just give that to? Durant, yeah. Giannis, yeah. LeBron, yeah. Steph, probably not. Jimmy Butler, as great as he is, no. Tatum, is he there yet? No. He's already an all-timer. You guys are both just saying, well, of course he'll get 30. They're the number one defense in basketball. They go into the game knowing they have to stop him. And still, yeah, of course, he'll get his 30. He's not going to Marcus Morris is walking through those doors. No. You thought Ja was going to get 30 every night? I didn't. You thought Ja was going to get 30 every night? Because I didn't. Well, I don't don't know what he averaged in the series. I know he had the monster, monster game, which puffed up the average. But he also, but so just, just hold on though. But there's a more, listen, you guys are coming around. I feel it. We can, the audience can feel it. You don't want to admit it. I get it. It's fine. But here are some things that maybe you didn't know. Did you know that in, by some metrics, Dallas actually won game one? Give me the shot quality tweet, please. Oh, look at this. Shot quality score. Dallas 107. Golden State 105. 
those folks look at the shots that were taken and say, should they have been made or missed? And you know what they said? Oh, Dallas got exactly what they wanted. Bad shot luck there. Now, I know you're not going to buy that. That's fine. I didn't make that tweet. No, it's scientists. In Caltech, I would assume, is where their this outfit <laughs> is, where they analyze oh. all the data. However, Brew, I have a more important question for you. Because we're not on the air tomorrow. But let's pretend we were. And let's just also, for the sake of the question, say Dallas wins tonight. If Dallas wins tonight, and they're the road team that won game two after getting blown out in game one. If Dallas wins tonight, is this series also over? Because Miami-Boston is over because the road team won game two after getting blown out in game one. So if Dallas wins tonight, if we were on the air tomorrow, would you be doing the Kenny Smith, it's over, we can go home, except about Dallas? I'm just curious. Why no, or why not? No, because no, because the Boston Miami series is not over because Boston stole a game on the road. It's over because they're clearly the better team. I laid it out on paper, pedigree, uh, uh, offensively, defensively, the whole nine yards. That's why they're better. You can't say that about Dallas even if they win the night. So no, I'm not playing along with you. Season. And as for your little, yeah. Yeah, Draymond played one game. Clay played two. One very close to there coming off the injury. But your little you graphic, go. Nick. Your little graphic. That's not my graphic. Those are the same By scientists. Quality. The same. No, nope. right, Doctor. Sh- no, that's the not. Same They're not a PR people. That's They're not swore board people. That's that not Nikola what it is. Jokic no. was the nope. MVP. False. All right, you can't have Different. it both ways. I'm sure those guys no. think Nikola Jokic is the best no. center of all time and just had the no, best individual they season of These all time. These are different. So stop How it dare that. you? That's like saying someone who has a doctorate in history is the same person who, who has a, a medical degree in neuroscience. They're both called doctor. They're very different, my friend. Shot quality score is not about VORP or BPM stuff. This is a, simply about... Looking at the game and saying, if those shots were taken, how many points are you expected to generate on those shots? And as we discussed in game one, they don't shoot Dallas had well. 44. They had 44 open or wide open threes. They made 11 of them. Now, maybe that'll happen again. I don't think it'll happen again. I think Dallas will bounce back. I don't think Luka Doncic will have his first non-injury related bad playoff or a second non-injury related bad playoff game of his career and i think he'll be fine and again i we need to make jenna a rule about the show did the warriors play that well these guys i make these points here's what no they didn't but hold on i'm trying to institute okay they missed a lot of shots including free throws they did yeah that's true so just keep but i would like to institute a and steph will play better a show rule and the rule is, is this. What is it? These guys, I make these brilliant points on the show. They're not prepared to combat them. And then they get 23 hours to, to research, to poke holes in it. And the next day, they come on the air and they're like, wait a minute. About yesterday. Fast the clock expires on counterpoints Three at 9.30 a.m. No, Eastern. No. If you don't make it by then, you're, you're out. You're out. You, you're you, out. you, you go home. No. And you're, you're, you're get fast research and that. loose. Broussard. Shaw, by the way, 38 a game. 
38 in that Warriors thank series. You, thank right, you, Jenna. let's get Jenna. caught up on the... Thank you, Jenna. Yep, I try, but, God. you know, it gets lost in only all Luca, the fun rules only that we're Luca. putting in this show. A lot going on in the big college football feud. We'll get into it all on the other side. If uh, you happened upon the old social media at any point yesterday, you saw the fallout from Nick Saban's NIL comments earlier in the week where the Alabama coach accused Texas A&M of buying every player on the roster. Said Jimbo Fisher lined up NIL deals for all of them. As expected, Jimbo Fisher did not take too kindly to Saban. Oh, it's getting spicy. Take a listen. It's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. And it's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families in Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we got to set at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. It's amazing. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his, his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. Mm. Oh, wow. Uh, Nick, wow. I'm curious. What was your reaction yeah. to Jimbo's comments? Well, listen, I, like everybody, love a good fight between two boomers. <laughs> two guys that demand professionalism from their 19-year-old players. And Dan Levitard, to his credit, nailed it in a single tweet. These guys demand professionalism, adulthood, uh, you know, the utmost of character from kids. But the moment. Their power or their money is questioned. They just start throwing slurs at each other. Go look in his past. He's paying players. He's a crook. It's such a joke. So why is it happening? It's happening in part because college football coaches by nature are control freaks. But it's also happening because, yeah. and I want to drill down on this, because Wilds and I think others disagreed with me yesterday. Ultimately, this impacts their money. I understand that the universities pay the coaches and the universities right now are not paying the players. It's, you know, it's outside uh, entities paying right. the players. However, what I think everyone can agree on is this. There is not an endless supply of money for college athletics. There is a finite supply of money. And as it has been right now, up until now, all of that money went to the universities for the universities to then build the facilities, pay the coaches, do whatever they want. Now, some of that money is being clawed away to pay the athletes. That is going to impact everyone else that was in that first pot, everyone that was benefiting from that first group, because now there's another group eating at that same trough. And the coaches hate it. And Brew... In 40 states, the highest paid public employee is either the head men's basketball coach or the head men's football coach. 40 of our 50 states. The 10 that it's not, it's just because they don't have a big time football program or basketball program. 
It's Hawaii. It's Alaska. It's Vermont. So it's not for lack of trying. And these guys have the greatest deal going. And now the players are getting a piece of it, and it's making them all nervous. And you know how they're acting? Like children. And so, I, yeah, it was good. It was entertaining. I love watching a 56-year-old man talk trash about a 70-year-old man as much as the next guy. But it, it, it is a window into why NIL is so threatening for the true powers of college football than nine, the eight-figure-a-year coaches. I agree with you, Nick, and there's more to it as well. In addition to maybe, I mean, is Nick Saban's salary going to drop? I doubt it, you know, over time. But that could be an issue. But also, Nick, and you touched on it, the control. Okay, they are worried about, is my best receiver going to transfer? We just saw it yesterday with Jordan Addison going from Pitt to USC. They're worried about those things, and that's why... They're talking about it's chaotic. It's the wild, wild west. Saban is not the only one who has come out and say this thing has to be put under control. It's ridiculous. But interestingly, it wasn't called chaotic when a head football coach like, say, a Nick Saban, Michigan State to LSU, leaves and and the AD just, just leaves his job when he's still under contract to go coach somewhere else. That wasn't chaotic. All right, you're talking about you, we need to know from year to year who our guys are. You know, you, you got to be able to count on this and that. But your coach could up and leave at any time for more money. Nobody had a problem with that. Nobody said that was the wild, wild west. Look, we are in a free market capitalistic society. And 18, if I had graduated from high school at 18 and didn't go to college, and I, I could go get a job wherever I, whatever I could get, whatever I was worth, I could go earn that money in this capitalistic society. These football players and basketball players in college have not been able to do that. They are generating billions of dollars and they have not been able to capitalize on it. Now, the free market system is open to them as it should be. And the coaches don't like it because it does lessen some of their control. And while I'll say this from what Jimbo said yesterday, I can't wait till October 8th when Texas A&M goes to Alabama. It was already going to be great because A&M beat them last year, but it'll be absolute must see TV this year. And uh, I'm excited. So I I love the trash. uh, Here's the last thing I'll say. The reporters Dig in, uh, dig into what Jimbo was saying. He was telling him, go, go look stuff up. Go talk to the assistants. Dig into Nick Saban's past. I don't know if something's there or not, but I'm just saying what Jimbo said. Go ahead. I want to see some reporters dig into that stuff and see what's there. See, I'm taking a more pure view of Nick Saban's comments. I think they were messy, and he knows that they were messy, and he tried to call, to make two calls, and I don't think anybody took his calls. He's trying to apologize that he shouldn't have called anybody out by name. But I actually do think he is the steward of college football, and I think everyone agrees that the NIL, as instituted right now, is imperfect. And to Nick Saban's credit, 
He has been evolving his system to whatever it takes to win. So I think Nick Saban, Nick, I, I, there's plenty of money. That I know you're like, oh, the pie's not getting bigger. The Alabama pie can certainly get bigger. And I said yesterday, if Nick Saban made a YouTube video asking for my son Billy to send him his allowance, he would do that. He just like likes. He just like likes Alex. Yeah, like, I'm going to go to Alabama. So he, he it, the pie can get bigger for the for the greatest. It's like saying like, ah, movie star salaries will go down now that we have streaming. Like, no, man, it'll just get bigger and bigger. The best will always get bigger. It might get smaller for the for the sm- mid mid tier schools, but I think Alabama will be fine. So here's the here's the thing that I think I stand by this. If Nick Sab- if Nick Saban is also saying, in my in my opinion, if you want to go this way. I can unleash the full Alabama machine, and and we we have more money, we have a better Great. legacy, we have bigger boosters, we're better organized. If you want me to do but that, it, I can. I feel like it's just a warning wild. shot across the bow. Like I'll go this way if you want. Yeah, yeah. Wild, no, wild. Alabama doesn't have more money. They don't have bigger boosters. For the record, it's I the disagree. University of Alabama. I like they. They might have a more passionate fan base. It is not the richest fan base. So let me just give a quick example. Right. Do you know what helped elevate a couple also-ran college football programs? Two billionaires. Phil Knight and T. Boom Pickens just decided, I care right. about Oregon and Oklahoma State. And all of a sudden, Oregon and Oklahoma State were eating at the same recruiting trough that they never had before, that Alabama and Oklahoma and USC and Ohio State always had been. What it, The reason Saban is threatened by this is because his biggest edge now is undercut. Because his biggest edge is that they're Alabama and is that they have the best facilities because it is a limited amount of money, so to speak, that you're working from and the history of it. And he's Nick Saban. Now, if you have to, if you lose one five-star to Dion and a couple to A&M, and then all of a sudden, it, you, who knows, The one of the tech billionaires that went to Stanford is like, you know what, I want the Cardinal to be great again. Like, let's get back to the Andrew Luck, Jim Harbaugh era. And so, then all of a sudden, it creates more parity. So maybe Saban will be rich forever. Maybe his salary is not going to be dinged by it. But his job gets harder. And these guys are, as Bruce said, we, what did we hear? The scout called a player in the draft this year, Chicago Bears scout. Oh, he's a great profile, PhD. Poor, hungry, desperate. You know what also makes them lose control? Some of these players having 800 grand in the bank. You're going to grab my face mask? You're going you're to say this about me? I don't know about that. If I'm 19 years old, driving a Ferrari into practice. And everyone can act like that's the end of the world. It's not. And so I, the, these guys don't want to lose control and they don't want to lose money, and they are lashing out like petulant children because of it. And it's far from over. You know we haven't heard the last of it. We should all get a Ferrari. Time for Nick to hand out some NBA medals. Jimmy Butler (laughs) did not slow down much in Game 2. Team high 29 on 11 of 18 shooting, but not good enough for a medal. Wasn't a Game 1 performance. Nick, who did deserve a medal for the performance last night? All right, well, listen, bronze medals during these standalone playoff nights. We've had to open up the aperture. So we're giving a bronze to modern medicine. Al Horford, 
COVID schmovid out a few days back on the court <laughs> banging threes. Great job, vaccine. Great job, modern medicine. You get a bronze. Silver medal. Come on down. Who gets the silver medal? Oh, Jason Tatum. The Celtics now 6-0 in the playoffs when Tatum shoots at least 50% from the field. And then the gold medal. Oh, the green goblin himself, Marcus Smart. I'm not a big fan of men in their late 20s, early 30s with green hair, but I might make an exception for Marcus Smart <laughs> trying to look like that stupid leprechaun. Marcus Smart, a rebound away from a triple-double. There is your medal stand with Modern Medicine getting its inaugural medal. Shout out to Medicine. <laughs> Shout out Medicine. Oh, I like it. I like Maybe should have gotten the gold. Yes. Go Medicine. Stick with that game. Celtics turned down the heat last night. How'd they do it? We'll discuss next. First things first. Time for stories to start your morning. Sponsored by Ram Trucks. Built to serve. We got ourselves a series in the East. Let's go. Heat Celtics. Game two. So Boston needed a bounce back game. What, you know, one of those truly like get a lead, build a lead, make sure that lead is gigantic kind of games. That's what they got last night. Marcus Smart and Al Horford both back in the lineup. Smart, by the way, one rebound shy of a triple-double. Celtics were up by 25 at the break. They were up by 36th in the fourth quarter. This series all knotted up at a game of peace. Now, Chris Broussard, what was your biggest takeaway from this Celtics game two win? Well, Jenna, it's all over Twitter and the rest of social media. America wants the Kenny Smith. It's over. It's over. Let, let's go home, ladies and gentlemen. Let's go home. Let's go home. It's over. Nick, I, I'm not even giving you an olive branch. I'm done with the olive branches. Your heat that you picked in seven are done. I'll give them another game just out of respect for Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra, Pat Riley, and the whole heat kit culture. I'll give them Alonzo, Tim Hardaway, Andy Ellisberg, all of them. Yeah. Respect for the culture, I'll Low give them another up. game. But my pick of Boston in six is coming to pass. No doubt about it. We Maybe. see it with our eyes. We see it on paper. They got four lottery picks in the starting lineup. High lottery picks. The Heat are starting two undrafted guards and a second round pick in P.J. Tucker, who's made a great career for himself. And shout out Jimmy to Struess and Vincent. They're playing well for what they are. But they miss Kyle Lowry. All right? And they can't match up offensively or defensively with this Boston team unless it's besieged by injuries. And it was in game one. Lost two starters, Al Horford, uh, Marcus Smart. And still, they outplayed the Heat for all but 12 minutes. They've outplayed them, Nick, for all but one quarter in these first two games. And both of the games were in Miami at the Heat's home gym. All right, I mean, come on, what are we talking about? The better team is the Boston Celtics. All right, this is going to be, Nick, their easiest series. All right, Brooklyn, you want to mock the Nets. You you want to mock the Nets. Well, look. All sweeps are not no, created equal. You. All right? This is the last time I cape for the Nets this season, but I got to tell some truth up here. I would hope here. so. That was all four of those games were close. Two, if 
not three of them could have went either way. They were in the balance, all right? So that was a tough series. Just because just you got to look at Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving every, every quarter and be like, are they about to explode? That was a tough series. Milwaukee, of course, was tough. Milwaukee no was doubt. a tough series. Of this course. one, six games, that's kind of tough. I'm not saying they're just going to walk over them. But, Nick, it, they, can't st- they can't stop Jay Tatum. They, they, Jalen Brown is doing his thing. Marcus Smart made Max Struess fall. Smart wasn't even done with the move. I think we'll see it a little bit later. I mean, he he kept doing the move because he was like, man, you fell too early. All I did was go between my legs and you fell. I got a few more things to do before I shoot my J. It's, here it is. Look at that. Wait, he's like, wait, I didn't finish the move. I got a couple more tricks. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, Look at this. It. He's like, hold on. Got I got a little more wiggle. Okay. All right. <laughs> That's your team. Okay. You're going down, Nick. Okay. That's my – it's over, Jenna. It's over. First of all, picking a Dang. team to win a series does not make them someone's team. We have to do picks for a series. To be someone's <laughs> team, you have to either be a lifelong fan or – cape for them years later like brew does with the bubble clippers or series later like brew oh, does stop. with his beloved nets that's what makes them your team for the record <laughs> and i can't believe we're relitigating you said all sweeps are not created equal fine but what about series where you lose a game versus series where you don't because the the heat have already won more games in this series than the celtics uh, than the nets won in round one but set that aside and this whole idea of, well, aside from, you know, the, the third quarter in game one, that's a bit of a, you know, aside from one moment, Lincoln really enjoyed that play. Yeah, but the one moment kind of tarnished the rest of it, boys. Like, give me a break with this. Wilds, they, we have roles on this show, okay? And Brew is not filling his. Jenna keeps us on track. She's the steady hand. She, she, when things get a little too rambunctious, she reels us in. You are Not the wacky life. guy. You're like a Cosmo Kramer, better looking one, but like that. It's like, ah, <laughs> oh, I think he's actually my favorite. Did he say anything in, like that, that? I don't know, but he's my favorite and he's Cosmo funny. Kramer. I obviously am the smart, annoying one. Brew smart. is the wise holder. The not too high, not too low. The I've been covering this league, you know, since shortly after the peach basket. And let me tell you, this is what happens. And Wilds, for Brew to be this prisoner of the momenty, because Boston was 20 of 40 from three, which, by the way, NBA playoff history, you make 23s and you shoot at least 50% on them, you're 16 and one. You never lose when that happens it's just it, he's it, it's not his role brew is supposed to underreact and not overreact and it's throwing off the yes. whole juju of the show i understand like i don't even know what to Look, say I here i under i understand what you're <laughs> you trying said to plenty. Take, uh trying to say uh i think you got all of our roles probably 40 percent wrong i refer to be referred to as the golden retriever <laughs> of the show lovable and makes everyone happier when they're just kind of around. So for, don't call me the Kramer yeah. of the show. Call me the golden retriever <laughs> okay, of the show. That being said, be uh, I agree with Broussard. Here's why. We talked, everyone was surprised. Oh, you know, who could have seen this coming? Like, uh, me and Dusty, 
We've been saying all year that the Celtics have one of the top three point differentials of teams all time. Number one being 96 Bulls, 12.2. Next up, the 2022 Celtics. With the caveat, remember, I call them 2022 Celtics because the big winning streak started on New Year's Eve. And then final, before, after that, the 17 Warriors. All three teams, well, two of those three teams won the title, are the Celtics. And here's the thing. When they got out to that big lead in that third quarter, I was still a little bit nervous until Marcus Smart made this shot. There's a chance the Warriors were not going to roll over like the Suns Mavs, where the Suns came out of the locker room like, oh, put us out of our misery, please. The Heat came out and really played until Marcus Smart hit this shot. If we can look at the graphic, Celtics were on a big run. Then Spoh said, hey, let's make a few adjustments. They went on a 19-7 run. Then Marcus hit that shot. The air literally went out of the building with all the Heat faithful going, oh, no. I wore a white T-shirt and matching white pants for nothing. Oh. And then next 8-15, it was 29-16. So, Broussard, I agree with you. I think the series is over. I think Celtics win both in Boston. Go back to Miami up 3-1. Yeah, I don't know about that one, but I think that we're going to see the Celtics in the finals. Wow. Kiss of death. Yeah. Kiss wow, of death, right. Nick, this is a step up. This is a step up in class. They beat Atlanta. Atlanta's so-so, right? So-so. Uh, Philadelphia, James Harden I has, is a shell of himself, maybe a, a tad bit better than a shell. Tyrese Maxey is young. And Embiid missed the first two games and came back still injured. I mean, come on. Now they're stepping up against a Boston team that has faced Hall of Famers still in their prime and stared them down, Nick. Nick, face it, man. I would give you the olive branch if you weren't such a smart aleck, but now I'm not even giving you that. So you're just going to have to eat this one. You're just going to have to wear this one for the next week or so. All right? Yeah. Bruce, 100 years old. Smart aleck. Smart aleck. Have a great weekend.